just sit back and relax and get ready for The Walt Blackman Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a place where facts are our North Star and common sense is our guiding principle. You've just tuned into The Walt Blackman Show. He's the voice that cuts through the noise, the man who isn't afraid to tell it like it is. Please welcome your host, the one and only Walt Blackman. Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of The Walt Blackman Show. I'm your host, Walt Blackman and Boy. Do we have an incredible lineup for you today? We're going to dig deep, expose truths, and demolish myths, always with hard-hitting common sense and facts. And welcome listeners to Inside the Shutdown. Today, we're going to be talking about the looming federal government shutdown. I'm your host, Walt Blackman, and we are going to be unraveling what it really means for the average American, you and I, understand the policies behind it and look at the rippling effects on our economy. Now, a lot of folks want to know what is a government shutdown. We're going to be talking about that and more after a word from our sponsors. First and foremost, a quick thank you to our incredible sponsor, WB Consulting Services, LLC. They're the trailblazers in business consulting right here in beautiful Phoenix. If you're seeking to elevate your business, give them a call at their offices at 602-9607 or toll free at 1-800-83-415-57-WB. Consulting Services is your go-to for all your business solution needs. Now, what is a government shutdown? Well, in a nutshell, a shutdown occurs when Congress fails to pass funding legislation that is signed by the president or not signed by the president. But what does it really mean for day-to-day operations of the federal government, our federal agencies? A lot of folks believe that it just involves national parks. However, there's a lot more to this. There's a lot to unpack here because when we're talking about actually shutting down the government, you know, there are some things that we need to be thinking about politics and power plays behind the scenes of what's going on. Now, with the Senate leaning towards a bipartisan approach to funding, the real question we should be asking ourselves as voters, as people who pay the bills for the federal government, why are House Republicans, especially those on the far right, pushing for a shutdown? Well, the motivations behind political decisions, especially ones as significant as a shutdown, are multifaceted people, and it can be influenced by a combination of policy goals, political strategies, ideologies, beliefs, so on and so forth. Now, if we assume that the hypothetical scenario which I just presented that House Republicans, particularly those on the far right, are pushing for a shutdown despite the Senate's inclination towards a bipartisan approach, that reason could be many. And that reason could be policy priorities. You know, uh, policy priorities, think about it, everybody. Uh, Those pushing for a shutdown might be doing so because uh, they believe it's the best way to achieve or block uh, legislation priorities. And they do this by refusing to vote for funding or funding a bill that doesn't meet the criteria that they may want to exert. And they could use this as leverage. And that's what we are seeing every single day on the news when they're talking about the budget. Now, one thing that we have not looked at and talked about are the ideological stances that members have. Now, members on the far right of the political spectrum might see the shutdown as a way to take a strong stance. 
For instance, the Republican Party believes in smaller government, low spending, low taxes, so on and so forth. And they may have concerns about this big reaching government spending. If you have if you don't know this, the deficit is over 30 trillion dollars. And they may be opposed to adding more money to that deficit. So they probably want physical constraints on this because it's some irresponsible spending. You know, and if you've been in politics any amount of time, you should know that there are things called political strategies. Politicians, sometimes everybody, they'll take a position based on the perceived political advantages. Now, that's not the right answer. And we expect for them to do better than that or be better than that. But they may be taking a firm stance, you know, with the hope of galvanizing their base uh, to gain media attention or position themselves uh, to look good for future elections. And we know 2024 is fast approaching us. There are also some internal party dynamics. And when we think about what's going on in D.C. and the Republican caucus, we have the Freedom Caucus and then we have everybody else. It's just like just like here in the, the state. Now, the differences within the Republican caucus may also play a role. We see a representative or Congressman Matt Gates on the TV all the time talking about what he wants to do to the speaker. Now, far right members may feel that they need to distance themselves from more moderate Republicans or they may be influenced by, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know, internal politics or, or a desire to assert dominance within the caucus. So there is always a hidden agenda with all this. And then we have the external influences that are the grassroots movements, donors, media personalities that might exert pressure on certain politicians to take a hard line stance. And this also could influence their decision making regarding a shutdown. Now, one thing that I have learned while I have been in the Arizona House, and I am sure this happens up at D.C., is the problem of dislike or distrust or even compromising. Now, some politicians, especially those with the extreme views on the right or left, might view compromise as a betrayal to their principles. They might feel that working in a bipartisan manner like the Senate is doing dilutes the priority of their policy goals and whatever their stance may be. And while all this is going on, we have to think about the negotiation tactics that are going on behind the scene. Those who are pushing for a shutdown, this might be a negotiation tactic. Parks and museums and landmarks come in. You could see, you know, operations cease. You could see them close. You can see reduced services. You can see impact on tourism and it will affect local economies if they don't get their act together. And when we're talking about the economy, how does a shutdown send shockwaves through our economy? Think about the economy in Arizona. Think about gas prices are already high. Think about all these negative things in the economy that are already happened. Payments to defense contractors at risk. That could also affect the economy and the importance of economic reports suspended. The economic reports that the, um, that the traders get on Wall Street, that's important. That's very important. So these economists, are, they're probably pulling out their hair right now because of this looming shutdown. 
Now, when we're talking about the disruption of government services, a shutdown means many non-essential government services are going to be halted, ladies and gentlemen. And what are those What are those uh, non-essential services? Anything that the government can run on without being needed. Now, this can slow down or stop various economic activities from businesses permits to loan approvals to research to development projects. All these are funded by government grants. And if the government shuts down, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? These programs are stopped. Who rely heavily on government contracts could be delayed. This could lead to cash flow issues, as I said, potentially forcing companies to cut back on spending, uh, delayed projects, or even in worst cases, lay workers off. All the while, People in Congress are still getting paid. They are still up there doing the things that they do. That's a problem for me. You know, it's particularly when we have a loss of income to federal employees. Now, people that are elected, they're not considered federal employees. They're considered something else because they're still getting paid. Matter of fact, when pay stops or when if the if the government shut down, their pay should be the first thing it stops. Now, many federal workers may face furloughs, as I said, and be required to work without immediate pay. I've seen this happen to people over and over and over when there was a when there was non-essential services cut. And the reduction in consumer spending, everybody, to Arizona by these workers could have a negative rippling effect on our economy, hurting businesses and services in the area with significant federal employment. So think about what's going on in Phoenix. We have in Phoenix um, a lot of federal employees. Think about down there at Fort Huachuca. Fort Huachuca is a small town. The biggest employer at Fort Huachuca is the military base. And if there is a shutdown, that is going to affect that economy down there in Fort Huachuca. And as I said, there's going to be a suspension in economic data. Now, that's important because these reports are often suspended during the shutdown. That's one of the first things that they do. They shut down this, uh, they shut down the economic data. Now, why is that important? Investors, businesses, and policymakers rely on this data, everybody, to make informed decisions. And without timely data, there is an increase in uncertainty in the markets that could lead to more devastating problems. Not to mention decrease consumer and business confidence, because confidence is it's already low. When we're talking about Congress, it's already low. Now, prolonged government shutdowns can lead to decreased consumer and business confidence. People are not going to trust the government even more. They are not going to believe that the government has the ability to function effectively and can make consumers hesitate to spend on businesses. Because what? Why aren't they going to spend? Because they're going to be weary of investing or 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 what's happening in their economy, leading to a slower economic growth. So this is much more than the, uh, the, the parks being closed. Now, what happens if you're on Social Security? That 
is a big problem because we have a lot of people up here in White Mountains that are on Social Security. Now, the Social Security Administration and other entities will still function, but other critical services may be disrupted. What does that mean? Those folks that are already getting Social Security checks will still get those checks. Those folks that are transitioning to Social Security checks, that's placed on hold. We will discuss all this and more and how it plays out for you and the uncertainty that you will be facing if the government shuts down after these messages. Arizona, are you ready for a leader who knows what it takes to serve both on the battlefield and in the halls of government? Meet Walt Blackman. Walt is not just any leader. He's a decorated combat veteran awarded the Bronze Star Medal for his extraordinary actions in Iraq. Walt has also served honorably in Afghanistan, putting his life on the line to defend our freedoms. But Walt's service to his country didn't end overseas. He brought his dedication and leadership skills back home to Arizona, where he made history as the first black American elected as a Republican to the Arizona House of Representatives. Walt has already served two terms, and he's not done yet. He's running to return to the Arizona House of Representatives to continue his dedicated service to the people of Arizona. Walt Blackman understands the challenges we face in healthcare, education, and the economy. He's not just talking about change. He's actively working towards it. Hello, Arizona. I'm Walt Blackman, and I'm committed to representing you. As a combat veteran, I've faced adversity and know the meaning of sacrifice. I will bring that same dedication to fight for you and your families in the Arizona House. Let's make Arizona a beacon of opportunity and freedom. I'm Walt Blackman, and I approve this message because Arizona deserves strong leadership, now more than ever. So if you want a proven leader who can fight for you on all fronts, vote Walt Blackman for Arizona House of Representatives. Don't miss this chance to make history again, Arizona. Vote Walt Blackman for Legislative District 7, paid for by... If you're looking to catch up on Walt's past shows, all you need to do is go to Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast Index, Amazon Music Podcast Addict, Podchaser, or and Player FM. You can also go to his website at www.bussprout.com and click on The Walt Blackman Show. Now here's more of Walt, coming at you on The Walt Blackman Show. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Walt Blackman, your host for The Walt Blackman Show, and we are talking about the potential government shutdown, and we were talking about the issues that, are, that the Social Security Administration will face. Now, again... Those folks that are receiving checks will still receive their checks, ensuring millions of retirees that are going to be okay. Disabled individuals and other dependents, uh, you know, the benefits they get, they won't face immediate financial hardship. However, those that are transitioning into Social Security to get those benefits, they will be affected. There's going to be some potential delays in new applications. Why? Because getting new applications is not an essential service. While the current beneficiaries might continue to receive their benefits, those applying for new benefits or other services, they will experience some delays, everybody. And the processing times due to the reduced staffing um, and what have you, that's going to cause some operational hiccups. And when it disrupts that, it's going to disrupt other main services, critical government functions. 
Now, when we talk about how it affects national defense, public health, safety inspections, this could all be interrupted, ladies and gentlemen. This could put an impact, a negative impact on your daily lives from the availability of safe food to medicine to protections against outside threats. That is a problem. Then we are going to start to see an increase in public concern. Then people are going to, when it starts to hit your pocketbook, then we will see public concern. Then we will see people step up and be ready to uh, buy their feet. Now, while the continuation of Social Security payments might be uh, altered a little bit, and it may cause some concerns, those disruptions and other services could increase. And what happens? Public anxiety goes through the roof, everybody. Now, beyond the immediate disruptions, as I said, think about the broader economic issues that might be affected. For, for example, uh, if a visa or passport services are delayed, it can impact tourism and business travels, leading to potential revenue loss in various sectors. Yes, everybody, this will happen if we do not push Congress to do their jobs. We'll be right back after this break. If you're looking to catch up on Walt's past shows, all you need to do is go to Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast Index, Amazon Music Podcast Addict, Podchaser, or and Player FM. You can also go to his website at www.bussprout.com and click on The Walt Blackman Show. Now, here's more of Walt coming at you on The Walt Blackman Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Walt Blackman, and we are talking about a potential shutdown, government shutdown, and we are going to be reading some emails that are coming from some of our listeners right now. And and the reason why I want to put these emails up here and read some of these emails, because we're talking about real people. We are talking about how this impacts real people. And all along, Congress is still receiving their $172,000 a year. Now, this first email comes from Alexander R. Says, I'm the owner of a small IT company that primarily serves government agencies. With a potential shutdown, most of our projects would be put on hold. My main concern is keeping my team employed and paid. We've started exploring private sector contracts to fill in the potential gap, but the uncertainty is daunting. My biggest fear as a business owner is that if there is a shutdown and if it is prolonged, we might have to let some people go. This affects everyday people. Everyday people. Now, the second email comes from an individual, Marcus D. And uh, he says, um, Dear Walt, I've been a federal employee for over 12 years. This isn't the first shutdown I've experienced. But the fear and stress never gets easier. While I've saved some money for a potential shutdown or rainy days like this, or which may come, I know many of my colleagues live paycheck to paycheck. Ladies and gentlemen, 72% of Americans in the United States live paycheck to paycheck. Continuing on, my primary preparations involve cutting back on non-essentials, expenses, so on and so forth. My biggest fear, though, is that this shutdown will last for weeks, even months, putting many of us in dire financial situations. 
Keep up the good work with the podcast. It's essential to have voices like yours during these times. Now, this is a person, Marcus D., that's a federal employee that could be affected by this. And while many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, and if there is a shutdown, if they are government employees and they are bound to be non-essential, they will not get paid. Again, these clowns in Congress will get paid $172,000 a year. Their pay will not stop. Here's another email. Now, here's a college student, and her name is S. And it says, I'm a college student relying on federal grants for my tuition. With the shutdown, there's so much uncertainty surrounding the funds through her federal grants are receiving those funds. I've already taken a part-time job, worked to prepare, but balancing work and school and the stretch of a potential shutdown is overwhelming. My most significant fear is that I'll have to defer a semester if funds don't come in. Thanks for giving us a platform to share our stories. Ladies and gentlemen, this affects everybody if Congress does not get their crap together. If Congress allows this shutdown to go on. Again, these folks are still going to get a paycheck. So while they are fooling around with the economy, trying to, I don't know, uh, you know, get the best tweets. There are real Americans that this is going to affect, especially in those in smaller communities. And we need to know that the games need to stop when we are, when they, when this is, when this is happening. And we've talked about it all. We talked about how it's going to affect delay in pay, suspension of economic reports, loss in government wages. This affects people because government employees are going to be furloughed. They're going to have to go without work. It's going to affect and reduce consumer and business confidence. Now, there are some benefits and blowbacks to this. The benefits are, and I talked about it, Social Security Administration and other entitlements will still function. The blowbacks to that, as I said before, there are going to be other critical services that are going to be disrupted. And that will get you stressed out. Now, as I wrap up today's deep dive into the intimate federal government shutdown, and if these clowns don't get their stuff together, this will happen. From the... Uh, the detailed politics to the human impact and to uh, the waves it sends through our economy, through our communities. It's clear, it's clear that the effects of such a shutdown are far reaching. They will go beyond the narrative or the populist view or the tweets that they'll send out. Now, as we navigate Everybody, as we navigate the, these uncertain times together, remember that knowledge is power. That's why I need you to stay tuned to this podcast. And by staying informed, we can better prepare and respond to these challenges ahead. 
What does that mean? That means we make sure the people that are working for us, these clowns that are in in Congress, make sure that they're doing their jobs. Make sure that they are there and doing what is right for the American people and making sure that they come to an agreement to make sure that the government stays. I'm Walt Blackman, and I'll be with you every step of the way as we count down to crisis and beyond. Stay vigilant, stay informed, and most importantly, if you're not part of the problem, you need to be part of the solution. Everybody take care. Until next time, this is Walt Blackman. If you're looking to catch up on Walt's past shows, all you need to do is go to Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast Index, Amazon Music Podcast Attic Podchaser, or and Player FM. You can also go to his website at www.bussprout.com and click on the Walt Blackman Show. You're listening to The Walt Blackman Show, the show that brings you hardcore conservative straight talk. Welcome to the No PC Zone.